Father, thank you for tonight. We are so fortunate, so blessed, so favored to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints. And so we give you thanks, Father. Lord, I ask that the preaching of your word will come with such power and anointing imparting life because the flesh profited nothing is the spirit that quickeneth and the words that you speak they are spirit and they are life thank you dear father in jesus name amen all right i want to talk briefly on walking in the resurrection 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 philippians chapter 3 verse 10 and 11 philippians 3 10 and 11 that i may know him the him that is jesus that i may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death that I may know him and the power of his resurrection now there should have been no end you should have just read that I may know him that's all after all all you need to know is Jesus but then he added and the power of his resurrection and the power of his resurrection now when you read your bibles carefully you would realize that though the body of jesus contains the blood of jesus there's a distinction made between the body of jesus and the blood of jesus you also will realize that when they mention all the blocks in heaven, they talk about God the judge of all. They talk about the general assembly, the church of the firstborn. They talk about Jerusalem, you know, Zion, the city of God. And they talk about the spirit of judgment made perfect. They talk about innumerable company of angels. Then they talk about Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant. But after talking about Jesus, then they want to talk about the blood of his sprinkling. The blood of sprinkling. Now that should have been included in Jesus because it was part of his finished work. It's like saying Jesus and it's talking about his wounds. You see, you need to understand that though the church is the body of Christ, there are certain times that the Bible talks about Jesus distinctly and then talk about the corporate Christ, the church as the body of Christ. And there's a reason for this. There's a reason for this. Now, there are two processes in the realms of the spirit. When it comes to the things of the spirit, there are just two basic processes. Unifying everything into one and bringing everything out unifying and gathering everything what is happening right now is god 
is unifying that in the ages to come he may gather together all things into one even to christ jesus ephesians 1 10. so there is a gathering of all things into christ because originally we were all in christ bible talk about god who created all things by christ so everything came out of christ in the beginning was the word the word was god the word was god the same was in the beginning with god all things were made by him without him was anything made that was made okay so bible says that for it became him or it was fitting for him for whom are all things and by whom are all things so everything was in christ in god and then god began to the process of revelation the process of revelation by bringing the things in him out after all things are brought out there will be the gathering together of all things back into god so when it comes to spiritual activity it's two things you are either bringing things out or you are bringing things back does it incarnation was when man came out of god the god man came out glorification is when man goes back to god so basically spiritual activities are twofold is the bringing out the manifestation the revelation and the separation of things or the restoration or the bringing back or the summation of all things back into christ amen i used to tell people that since we all came out of christ and we are being gathered into christ i'm already back into christ make sure you get into christ before time ends Grave time ends i don't know where you'll be hanging a time will come life itself will be looking for life we'll be looking for life the original life to run into oxygen will be looking for <laughs> its original place to go back to so i explained to people that even if there were no hell even if there were no hell life without the true source of life will still be horrible it will be like you are alive like you're looking for breath you're looking for it's like the final stage of a dying man somebody in agony struggling between life and death he's alive and yet life has been taken out of him so this separation and division of spiritual things are necessary for revelation because revelation is the unveiling the thing is hidden in something else so if you don't bring it out Eve was already in Adam and God said it was not good for all to be in one the word alone originally is all in one so when he said it was not good for man to be alone it was not actually talking about aloneness or loneliness he says not good for man to be all in one so he brought eve out but we we're all in god everything so bringing out we call it manifestation or we call it revelation phenerosis display exhibition is very essential so much that you see our calling we were separated 
when you look at ministry when God separated Paul and Barnabas and I was looking at all the separation the first separation was when we were separated from the world so they were separated from the world as Christians we are all separated to God then they were called again or separated unto the gospel obviously he was a prophet or a teacher then God said separate me Saul and Barnabas again so the separation continues sanctification is actually a principle of separation but then the Bible also talks about rightly dividing the word of truth because everything is mixed the other time we're reading a scripture the first part of the verse was Old Testament the second part of the same verse was New Testament one was the Lord, the other was grace he said my sins have prevailed over me but as for our iniquities they are forever purged and removed same verse so if you don't divide the word then you have a problem so everything is mixed that is why the bible says steady to show yourself approved unto god a good workman who needs not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth everything is mixed you have to now when it comes to the things of the spirit the bible says they are spiritually descended the word is decenere die and then scenario die means two every time you see the word die prefix die before any word it splits the word divide is one unit divide is split into two kotomi is one unit dichotomy means split it every time you see the word die is two it splits the word vision division division two visions okay all right Descenere. The word descend is descender. It says, The natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God because they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them. And then he said, Because they are spiritually descend. They are spiritually separated into two. He's talking about a mental distinction. Obviously, he's talking about they are scrutinized, examined, judged, you know interrogated like absorption it says the natural man is not able to absorb the things of the spirit because they are not broken down they are not digested so there must be the breaking down of truth before there is absorption that is why we teach we divide the word we break it down so you can understand when it's broken down so he said they are spiritually descend so spiritual things must be descend now it's very interesting to know that he says that spiritual things must be rightly divided and because i'm a prophet by calling you know i teach along these lines i teach on discernment that discernment precedes sanctification now if you don't know something is hallowed how do you treat it as such if you don't know the difference between mundane things and sacred things that's why I insist that people who don't believe in God don't have any moral reference they don't have any reference point for good hallelujah so that I may know him and the power of his resurrection now I started by saying that it should have just been that I may know him there is no end he's saying I want to know Jesus and I also want to know the power of his resurrection. You see, 
Knowing Jesus requires that you know certain components of the makeup of this divine being. And one of the things you need to know about Jesus, to know him very well, is the power of his resurrection. How do I know? You remember when Paul prayed for the spirit of wisdom and revelation for the church in Ephesians 1 from verse 15? He says that, that the hour of understanding being enlightened, we may know what is the hope of our calling. He says that he's praying that God should give us revelation. And when we have revelation knowledge, three things he wants us to know. He said that God will give us the spirit of revelation in the knowledge of him. So the purpose of the spirit of revelation is to know him. But then, in knowing him, there are three key things Paul wants us to know. The hope of his calling, the riches of the glory of his inheritance, and the exceeding greatness of his power to us what who believe, according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Far above, he says that to know the Lord, you need to know the hope of his calling, why you were called, and what you are called to. You need to know the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in you as a saint. You need to know that. But you also need to know the extent of God's power that has been exerted, released to you when God raised Christ from the dead. So right there he said that the consummation of revelation would be the climax of all our spiritual and supernatural experience would be to know him, to know the power of his resurrection. This is towards the climax of Paul's ministry. And he still wanted to know the Lord. And here, he says, I want to know the power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of his suffering until I resemble him in his death. But I don't want to talk about his suffering today. That's for another day. But I want to talk about walking in the resurrection. You see, when the Bible talks about no, it is not to be interpreted in secular terms for example when they say adam knew his wife obviously it's not like, oh oh i know you oh yes 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 i know you now i know now i know i know you no it means he had intercourse sexual intercourse it means he slept with her and knew her sexually he knew her experientially relationally now so to know when the bible says no it's not to be considered in secular terms to know when god says you should know something he is talking about practical knowledge practical experience you have a grip on that subject you comprehend you apprehend you grasp you lay hold and it's experiential knowledge bible talks about love which passes all knowledge he said to know the love of god which passes all knowledge how do you know something that is beyond knowledge so he's talking about experiential knowledge knowing beyond mere knowledge so when paul said that i may know him that i'll fully know him and the power of his resurrection i want to experience in fact when you read the next verse verse 11 then you understand that i may know him the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering be made conformable unto him in his death if by any means i might attain unto the resurrection of the dead if by any means i can lay hold on the moral and spiritual resurrection while still in this body he says i want to literally walk in the resurrection whilst i'm still alive 
I don't want to be unclothed. I want to be clothed upon. That mortality might be swallowed up by life. I want another mantle. The one that Elijah rode into heaven without dying. The regular things you have to shed off this body. Because flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So you cannot go to heaven with your physical body. But there is a house from above. Which is your original house. Which is the space suit you must wear before you go into space. You can be clothed upon. You can have that clothing here. And that's what we've been considering, right? In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 2, verse 4, and verse 5 says, the one who is preparing us for this very thing is God. So, here is Paul at the climax of his walk with the Lord, wanting to know the Lord and to know the power of his resurrection. You see, the salvation is so great a salvation. And we have many names for it, or we appreciate it in different ways. There are levels of appreciation of spiritual things. For example, those days, when somebody gets born again, they say they went to baptize him. In fact, some say he's christened. So if you used to be called Kojo, then they give you John. So initially, it's like you have joined a church. In fact... On a more serious note, when you get born again, many people say you are born again. Some say you are saved. Some say you are a Christian. Some say you are not a child of God. And then, because it's so great a salvation, then some say you have eternal life. Now, only few even appreciate that an eternal life is not just the longevity of life. It's about the fact that it's a divine life. In fact, some even don't know that it's the same abundant life. And that it's life to the overflow. Then, you get to a point where you know that it's the divine life. It's the same life that God has. That's what you have now in Christ. Now, we have preached our salvation from many angles and explained it in many ways all the shades of meaning of the word and what really happened to us appreciating the fact that it is a mystery great is the mystery of godliness <laughs> ah, you know by the message bible says and yet it is clear enough for everybody to understand that god was manifested in the flesh justified vindicated by the holy spirit come on God became man so that everybody can see. And yet vindicated and justified. This is a God man. And then seen, witnessed by the angels. That this thing is true. Preached unto the Gentiles. Believed on in the world. And received back into glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, we're still preaching it. Everything is in it. We're still preaching it. But one of the things we have not emphasized about this eternal life, abundant life, everlasting life, great salvation, one of the things we have not emphasized, and some of us have not actually been taught, is the fact that this life 
is also the resurrection life or it is the resurrection when you got born again what actually happened was that you were raised from the dead you were born from the dead so the new birth is a resurrection the new birth is a resurrection okay Ephesians chapter 2 we can read it and you has it quickened who were dead the word quicken means made alive who were dead and you has it quickened you see he made us alive when we're dead in trespasses and sins uh -huh. you can continue wherein in time past we walk they say we're dead and yet we're walking so that death is not physical death obviously we were dead in the scene we we're walking in the scene you see where in time pass here according to the course of this world which means that the course of this world is death according to the prince of the power of the air which means that the power of the air the life of the devil is actually what is called death so the whole world was under the dominion of the prince of the power of the and they said that spirit is now working in the children of disobedience the unbelievers have death in them they said we're all there and we're by nature children of wrath as others can you imagine that among whom also we had our character our conversation our conduct conversation is conduct in time past in the last of the flesh fulfilling the desires of the flesh which let say if you want to smoke people if you smoke you want to get on crack you get on crack if you are a man and you say no no i don't think i'm a man i want to sleep with men you are free to do it and then you force the government to endorse it and then we'll get depraved and the decadence and the confusion continues fulfilling all the desire of the flesh and of the mind and by nature children of wrath even as at others but god who is rich in mercy for his great love what he loved us uh -huh. even when we were dead in sins now we were so dead that we didn't even know what sin was anymore has quickened us the word quicken is to make alive quicken us together with christ by grace are you saved now verse 7 gives a hint of why the resurrection why he raised us look at the column look at verse 7 that in the ages to come he must show he must show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through jesus that's why he raised us from the dead the resurrected life is a glorified life the highest experience is the divine life and it happens in the resurrection the lowest of all life is the life of the devil called death that's why they call it the lower nature let me explain this the climax of our spiritual and supernatural life and experience will be to know him and the power of his resurrection freed from the devil's influence dominion from the weaknesses and the frailties of the fallen man and all the ills that mortality brings so what resurrection does is resurrection takes you from mortality it takes you from the fallen nature it takes you from the devil's domain and it brings you into the life of god the resurrected life is the very life of god amen so our new birth is a resurrection now i'm talking about walking in resurrection our new birth was a resurrection and i gave you ephesians 2 let me give you one more so that i'm over two or three witnesses and matter says there are a lot but i'll give you one more okay one more text romans chapter 6 you can read from verse 3 don't you know that as many of us that were baptized into jesus christ were baptized into his death therefore we were buried with him by baptism into death that 
ask Christ. You know, in those days, like is not the same as us. So you, they say, like us. <laughs> like ask Christ. So you drop one, okay? In modern English, you drop one. You just knock one away. You cancel one. It's the same thing. So like Christ was raised, or as Christ was raised from the dead. Did you see that? As Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so also should we walk in the newness of life. We can read on. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. In fact, look at it again. You see that in brackets. So it will read, we shall be also resurrection. That's it. Anyway, if we are planted together in the likeness of his death, we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Uh-huh. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Now, the word actually serve sin there is actually that we should not be slaves to sin. Now, if you read Romans chapter 6, you see sin, 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 sin several times. You won't see sins. You won't see plural. You see, when you read your Bible, there are certain places you see the word sin. And other places you see the word sins. When you see the word sin, it's talking about the dominant sin, the nature of the devil in us. It's not talking about fornication or stealing or all the things we call as sins. Sins are the manifestations of sin. But sin is the nature of the devil and the manifestation is death. As the nature of God is righteousness and the manifestation is eternal life, abundant life, resurrected life. And <laughs> yeah, the people who are clapping, they understand it. So God bless you. <laughs> so, if the body of sin is destroyed, hello, why would God tell us to go and mortify the flesh in Colossians 3? Now, if sin is killed, you see, so the ones you mortify are the effects of sin. You can't mortify sin itself. Sin itself was dealt with by God. This is what makes people sinners. The dominant sin. The nature of the devil in them. And that was what was dealt with. As for the sins, which are the manifestations, you now have power to nail it. By the spirit that is in you. If you through the spirit, mortify the deeds of the flesh. Everything from the beginning... Till the death of Christ was to manage and correct the devil problem. But it is from the resurrection that the divine life, the original purpose of God commences. That is why you see all this thing about sin and all those things I tell people that the more you preach it, the more you are deifying something that has been killed. When you look at how people were justified, it wasn't about the death. It's about the resurrection. I'll show them to you in a moment. He was delivered for our offenses and raised for our justification. 
So it was the resurrection that brought the justification. The resurrection of Christ is ahead of the death of Christ. But you see, when Jesus died, there were so many things in the death. Oh, there was the divine part of the death and there was the human part of the death. <laughs> oh, that is why we have not stopped preaching the cross. Otherwise, after the resurrection, you don't preach cross again. But the reason why we still preach the cross is, you see, the resurrection works in the dying. Bearing also about in our body the suffering of our Lord Jesus Christ, that his life also might be made manifest in us. So what God did was that he used the mystery of death, the death of Jesus, to make a fool out of the death of the devil. So that why death was supposed to be cessation of life and termination of life, God turned death to be the germination of life. I said here several times that the two most important things to remember about seed, S-E-E-D, two most important things to remember is that a seed will multiply after its kind. That's why you have Jesus and you have a lot of Christians. The same seed, it will just produce many of its kind. We will be conformed to the image of the sun. A seed will multiply. That's why God was always looking for seed. Seed, the seed of the woman who bruised the head of the serpent. And then in Abraham, he was looking for seed. Abraham was trying to do his own thing. He said, no, 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 Isaac, I just need a seed. Because the seed will multiply after its kind. A mango seed will produce mangoes. Not something that looks like tomatoes. But the other thing about seed is that when you say it's dying, that's why it's germinating. Oh, they thought they buried us. What they didn't know is we are seed. So the real mystery is that in dying we live. In dying we live. And you're going to love this. I want us to go to 2 Corinthians, okay? Chapter 4. We can start from verse 7, okay? And then you see this. Let's start from verse 7, okay? And then we see. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellency of power may be of God and not of us. Honey, there is a reason why God gave us this low body. Even the body without mortality is still low. You see, when Adam was created, Adam's body was not spiritual. It was earthy. So though mortality was not in it, eternal life also was not in it. So, Adam, even in that body, you know, I explained to you that there's a reason for humanity. You see, in God's mind, humanity is condescension. It is the revelation of humility. That's why he made man a little lower than Elohim. So, when they were talking about the humility of Jesus, they said that though he was in the form of God, and it would be no robbery if he said he was God, he made up to himself of no reputation, but did what? Took the form of a servant, and being found in fashion as a man. Because the word human, humus, and humility are all from the same root word. 
So they call this our body, which is made of humors, low bodies. God intentionally created our body to be low. To make a point. To make a statement to angels. So, you know, out of the mouth of babies and sucklings, God has ordained strength. God chose that out of these weaklings, he will silence the avenger. So he gave us this body. So that we can teach principalities and powers the manifold wisdom of God. God intentionally gave us this low body. So we have the treasure of God in these earthen vessels. That the excellency of power may be of God, not of us. Uh-huh. That's why that which is common to man will happen to everybody. You see, it's only children who think that you can be in this life and not have any problem. Reverend Easter was telling him, somebody came to his man of God. Pray that I don't have problems anymore. Then he said, Father, let this man die. He said, ah. I asked that you pray for me that I don't have any problem anymore. You are praying that I should die. He said, the only time you have problem is when you die. The Bible says that such as is common to man. Everybody, even Jesus. That was why the Holy Ghost scheduled Jesus' appointment to meet the devil to be tempted. Because every human being will be tempted. And everybody will go through trouble. It's part of our low nature. But I told you it has a purpose. We are troubled on every side, yet not distress. He's talking about the resurrection life and how it works. And I will show you how this whole long verse, all the way to chapter 5, shows the resurrection. We are troubled on every side, yet not distress. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. <laughs> always bearing about in the body the dying of our Lord Jesus Christ that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body did you see that we are carrying death but we are manifesting life oh I love you Jesus for we which live we are always delivered unto death for the sake of Jesus that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal bodies now look at me so it's not a contradiction so don't say that ah, if I'm a believer, why am I going through this? No. If I, by the time we finish, you understand that what is supposed to kill you is supposed to give you life. For the unbeliever, it's termination of life. But for the believer, it's the germination of life. For the unbeliever, my popular example, when you take wood and go through fire, the results are not the same. One is reduced to ash, the other is refined. Right? Okay? So right here, we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake. That the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal bodies. Uh-huh. So then, death worked in us, but life in you. He's talking to the Corinthians. Death is working in us, apostles, as we are striving. But what comes out of us is <laughs> life. Hallelujah to you. Uh-huh. We having the same spirit of faith. Now, look at me. Is it not interesting that he's talking about the resurrected life and then he injects faith into it because faith is the resurrection and faith is the way to live the resurrected life let me explain this to you in colossians chapter 2 verse 11 look at it look at it, how you were raised from the dead we'll come back here in whom also you are circumcised with circumcision made with our hands 
You know, circumcision is the cutting away of the flesh. It's symbolic of the cross. Where they nail the flesh, right? Putting off the body of the sin of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. So the one people do to babies, that's a shadow of the real thing. The real thing is the circumcision of Christ. Verse 11, right? Look at the next verse. Buried with him in baptism. Now, so circumcision was what? Circumcision was what? Death. Or what? The cross. But baptism was the burial. You see, baptism, when they put you into the water, they bury you into Christ. Buried with him in baptism. Wherein ye are risen with him. Reason is what? Resurrection. Okay, so we're buried with Christ and we're raised with him. How did it happen? It happened through the faith of the operation of God. Who hath risen from the dead? He's saying that the way you were raised from the dead was when you believed in that operation that God did when he raised Christ from the dead. He said the day you believe in the resurrection of Christ, you believe that Jesus was raised from the dead, that was when you were also raised from the dead. Why? Because believing is receiving. So when you believe in the resurrection of Christ, you actually receive the resurrection of Christ. So this is how you got raised from the dead. Look at me. Honey, you are already raised from the dead. Do you understand? No, that's how I started my sermon, right? I said a new birth is resurrection, right? So here, faith is the way the resurrection works in you. So the way to live the resurrected life, the way to live in the resurrection is to walk in faith. Do you understand? Let me convince you a little further. Go to Romans chapter 4. Look at verse 17. Look at what happened to Abraham. Oh... Where are we now? We are talking about faith being the manifestation of the resurrection. The way you live the resurrection life is by walking in faith. Because the way you receive the resurrection was by believing, right? And I said, I want to convince you further, right? I gave you a scripture already. Colossians 2, 12, already. That we were raised through the faith of the operation of God. When we believe in the operation of God that raised Christ from the dead, that's what we got saved, right? I'll give you another one. Look at Romans chapter 4 verse 17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. This is God talking to Abraham. Before him whom he believed. That English simply means Abraham stood in the presence of God to imitate God or to believe in God. Abraham literally stood in God's presence and believed him. And how did he believe him? Even God who raises the dead. Who quickened the dead and called those things which be not as though they were? The two things Abraham believed about God was number one, Abraham believed that God raised the dead, he quickened the dead. And number two, God caused those things which be not as though. This is the foundation for faith. Let me say something to you. The basis of faith is resurrection. Faith believes that there's no death, no dead end, no fatal case, no hopeless case. His begottenness again to a lively hope by the resurrection of Christ from the dead. He has begottenness. Peter said he has begottenness again unto a lively or a living hope by the resurrection of Christ from the dead. When Christ rose from the dead, 
That was when we were given a lively hope. So faith was birthed out of resurrection. And resurrection is the bedrock of faith. Faith says that there's no dead end. My case is not closed. Hallelujah. So this is what happened. Now, and it's very interesting. We can read on. And even God, who raised the dead, and collect those things which be known as though they were, as it is written, who against hope believed in hope? So when there was no hope, dead end, the man still believed in hope because he believed in a resurrection, okay? That he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. So shall thy seed be. You remember seed? When you say it's dying, that's why it's germinating. So look at resurrection there. And being not weak in faith, he considered now his own body not now dead. Now the Bible intentionally used the word dead there because he wants you to think in terms of resurrection. He could have said that he did not think of himself as infertile. But the Holy Ghost used the word dead. He did not consider his own body now dead when he was about 100 years. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Because faith doesn't believe in death. It believes that there's no death. There's only resurrection. There's life every time. And he staggered on the promise of God through unbelief. But he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. He was giving glory to God. Joy is one of the fruit of the Spirit. The Spirit is life. It's the Spirit of life. And joy, it's life. Okay? Anyway, being fully persuaded that which he has promised, he was also able to perform. Now you're going to love this. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. I told you that Abraham believed God in many instances. But it was only when Abraham believed God regarding the seed and believed God regarding resurrection in spite of death. That was when it was counted to him for righteousness. So it is by faith that people are justified. You already know that, right? So it was imputed to him for righteousness. Uh Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him. (laughs) But for us also, to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus... Our Lord from the dead. They say anybody who believed on him who raised Jesus, who was delivered for our offenses and raised again for our... Do you see it? Do you think it was just put there for nothing? The Holy Ghost himself was repeating these things because faith is about the resurrection. Can I convince you further? Okay, remember we're reading something before we jump here. We're reading something that shows faith and the resurrected life, right? Okay, we'll go back there. But let's do this faith resurrection thing. I'm talking about how to walk in the resurrection. And it's by faith. First of all, I told you that you were raised from the dead when you were born again, right? Let me convince you further. Before we come back to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, I want us to stretch this a little further. Let's look at faith in the light of resurrection. Let's go to Hebrews 11, the hall of faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of the unseen. Okay? For by it the elders obtain a good report. Through faith we understand that the words were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen are not made of things which do appear. Then the first person they mention. The first person they mentioned in the hall of faith was somebody who was dead and yet speaking. Abel. Now let's read on. 
<laughs> you see some very interesting things. Did you see that? The next person they mentioned is someone who didn't die. They are talking about the heroes of faith. Did you see that? By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. Come on. Next verse. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Here that comes to Let's go on. The next one was somebody. Everybody else was dying. He didn't die. In fact, the ark stood for Christ. And he floating was a kind of resurrection. They coming out of the ark was a kind of resurrection. Noah. Look at the next one. When Abraham was asked to go to a place which he would later receive for an inheritance, he obeyed. He went not knowing where he was going. Uh huh. He sojourned in a land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac, Jacob, as with him of the same promise. Uh huh. For he looked for a city <laughs> which has foundations, whose builder and maker was God. Now, when he got there, he was still looking for heaven. But you see something about resurrection now. Through faith, Sarah also received strength to conceive seed. When he was delivered of a child, when she was past age, because he judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang from one who was as good as dead. Therefore sprang even of one and him as good as dead. So many as the stars of the sky in multitude and at the sun, which is by the seashore innumerable. Now, we can go on and on and on and on. But let's finish with verse 19. Oh. What was the faith of Abraham? Abraham concluded that God is able to raise Isaac from the dead. Look at the previous verse, and then you can understand this verse. By faith, when Abraham was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises, offered up his only begotten son. Look at me. And you can be so prophetic that you do exactly what God is doing. Abraham gave his only begotten son because God wanted to give his only begotten son and he wanted a man on earth to do the same first. So that the mother two or three witnesses, the matter is established. So that the human witness will become the divine witness. Receive the prophetic. Honey, somebody gave his only begotten son. Wow. Abraham by faith, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that received the promise, of whom it was said that in Isaac your seed will be called. Ah, this was a contradiction. In Isaac your seed will be called. Then one day God comes. He said, kill the boy. Abraham could have said, no, 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 no. no. This is a contradiction. Why is the Bible full of contradictions? I hear people say that. God is contradicting himself. But instead of disbelieving God, he rather reasoned that, ah, then God can raise him from the dead. That's the next verse, verse 19. Accounting or reasoning or judging or concluding that God was able to raise him even from the dead. And from whence also he received him back in a figure. He said figuratively, Isaac actually rose from the dead. Clap. All right. If you walk in faith, nothing can kill you because you're walking in the resurrection. That's what I mean. Niamipa Chrenise. 
Utu anamong. Wajidi mua. <laughs> Master, who would that? <laughs> I told you that story, right? You remember that story? My friend was the first man who brought hammer. Hammer to Ghana. I told you that story. So, the gentleman who used to drive me became my friend's driver. So they went to Kumasi with hammer. The first hammer in Ghana, you can imagine. And these Ashanti boys, you think they don't know? They know everything. When they saw the hammer, the whole city gathered around the hammer. And when my friend got out, they said, Masa, who can you? Who would die? <laughs> hey, sister, who can you? Who would die? It is. You are never going to die. <laughs> Ooh, clap, 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 clap. <laughs> All right. So let's go back to Second Corinthians 4. We started from verse 7. And I want you to look at resurrection in the light of faith and faith in the light of resurrection. Out of everything we read, we're going to read one whole chapter. And everything we read, I want you to see faith, resurrection. Faith, resurrection in every line. Let's start from verse 7. We have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of power may be of God, not of us. What do you see here? This one is tough. Decode it. Master, work it. Decode it. (laughs) What can you see here? I said that every verse we are going to see Either resurrection of faith. So what can you see here? Are you seeing a resurrection or are you seeing faith? You are seeing resurrection. Why resurrection? Oh, the excellency of power. So you are talking of resurrection power. Charlie, you day. This is a proper charismatic. Clap for her. (laughs) I saw faith anyway. Amen. But that's clean. eh? Wow. I see faith because like a contradiction. We have this whole God in this container. Do you get it? So what I see is faith, right? I see faith in this verse. So that the excellency of power may be of God and not of us. Let me explain it. You say you have God. How come you are going through these things everybody's going through? What is that? Faith, right? Oh, this God Christ you are talking about, Christ, you have never seen him. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. What is that? Talk to me. What is that? Everybody say resurrection. No, everybody say resurrection, or somebody say something else. It is faith and resurrection too. Amen? If you are troubled, but not distressed, that's faith. But it's also resurrection, right? We are perplexed, but not despair. What is that? Faith and resurrection, both. Persecuted but not forsaken. What's that? Hello. Faith and resurrection, of course. Cast down but not destroyed. What is that? Faith and resurrection. Always burning about in the body, the dying of our Lord Jesus. That the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. What is that? Alright, next line. <laughs> For we which live. 
are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. What is that? Resurrection and faith. Resurrection first and faith. So then, death worked in us, but life in you. What is that? Resurrection and faith. Resurrection will take 60%. Faith will take... We having the same spirit of faith. What is that? <laughs> okay, but I'll show you his resurrection. According as it is written, I believe, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. What is that? Faith. Next line. Knowing that he which oh, raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. What is that? Did I write the Bible? Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> no, 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 hold it. You see, it looked like as if I wrote the Bible. No, as if I went to put these things there. Do you get what I mean? As if I intentionally went there, but I didn't do it. I just want to convince you that the resurrected life is also the life of faith. So every time you believe, you are living the resurrected life. Oh, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus Christ shall raise us also up by Jesus and shall present us with you. Uh-huh. For all things are for your sake, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. What is that? Okay, a lot of people are not sure. They do like this one. Thanksgiving is always an expression of faith. How many of you know that? So it is faith. Amen? Amen? I can see some resurrection there. Redound. It's like rebound. There's a resurrection there, but that's okay. To the glory of God. But... That one you have to get some review, but this one is clear. It's faith, right? Next verse. Oh, start clapping. For which cause we faint not. What is that? But though our outward man perish, yet our inward man is renewed day by day. What's that? Resurrection and faith. Next line. Oh, for our light afflictions, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. What is that? Faith and resurrection. Faith and resurrection. Woo! While we look not at the things that are seen, clap, 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 clap. What is that? Faith. But the things that are not seen. Now look at me. While we look. Not at the things that are seen. The natural man is looking at the things that are seen. But we are looking at the things that are not seen. What is that? The evidence of the sin. What is that? Wow, we look not at the things that are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. What is that? Faith and resurrection. Only resurrected things that are eternal. Faith and resurrection. Next verse. For we know that if our earthly... Oh, clap, 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 clap. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God and a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. What is that? Oh, what is that? But which one first? Okay, the know that is faith. 
but the rest of the thing is talking about resurrection. If this your body is dissolved, you have another house. So we'll give 70% to resurrection and we'll give 30% to faith in this verse, right? But it depends on how you are seeing it. Next verse. For in this we groan, endlessly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. What is that? Faith and resurrection, of course. Why? Because we are asking that our house from on high, our resurrected body should be given us here. But it is through faith that we are groaning. How do you even know that there's a house there for you? It's just by faith that you know that there's another suit there that you're asking God to put on you. So it's faith and resurrection. If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. Next verse. Let's read it together. One go. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not that we should be unclothed, but we should be clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up by life. What is that? What is that? Resurrection. And of course, faith. Uh Uh-huh. This one, the English will beat you. Because it's typically King James. Old Elizabethan. Now, he that has fashioned us for this very thing. Can you imagine that? You know, sometimes you read some things in the Bible and say, God, did you actually say that? He said, all the things he's talking about. Being clothed with your house from on high. The person who has actually fashioned and designed you for this is God. And he gave you the Holy Spirit as a guarantee, as an earnest, as a down payment, as a deposit. To show you that once the Holy Ghost is here, you are not dying. Because the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies. Give the Lord a clap and a shout offering. Four times in the Bible, it's recorded that the just shall live by faith. The meaning of that verse, the just shall live by faith, or the meaning of these verses, occurs four times in the Bible. Habakkuk, you have to read from verse 3 to understand verse 4 in the light of what we're discussing. Habakkuk 2, 3, and 4. It's actually Habakkuk 2, 4. Habakkuk 2. Habakkuk 2, verse 3 and 4. Yeah. So Habakkuk 2, 4. You have it. The just shall live by faith. Romans chapter 1, verse 17. The just shall live by faith. Galatians chapter 3, verse 11. The just shall live by faith. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. The just shall live by faith. Now, he's saying that the life of the believer, the just is the believer. The life of the believer is faith. That's the meaning of the verse. He said, a believer's life is faith. Gloria, your life is faith. Melvin, your life is faith. Prisla, don't forget, your life is faith. So when do you start dying? Let's look at Hebrews 10, 38. And then you see how people start dying. 
Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draws back, ah, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Look at the next verse. But we are not of them. Then I say we are not of the number. We are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but we believe to the saving of the soul. Now, all the four times this scripture is used, there are certain things revealed there that can help you live your faith. Here, he's saying that when you stop believing, you drop back to perdition. That's how people stop dying. That's why to be carnally minded is death. You see, he says, since you are risen with Christ, Colossians 3, set your affection on things that are above. He's just saying that set your mind on things of the spirit. And he explained that it's because that's where your treasure is. He says you are dead. Your life is hidden in Christ. He says set your mind on the riches of Christ. Next verse. For you are dead and your life is in Christ. Hmm? But when Christ, which is your life, appears, you appear with him in glory. Then Galatians 3.11, we talk about that. That by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. For the just shall live by faith. In this verse, he's saying that God's consideration for approving us is not based on the works of the law. It's always based on faith. Can I say that again? God is just looking at your faith and he's not looking at anything else. He wouldn't. That's what it means that without faith it is impossible to please God. God is not even taking notice if it's not faith. He hasn't seen it. It's not his consideration. That no man is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident for the just shall live by faith. Let's look at Romans 1.17. And then we'll look at Habakkuk and we are done. Verse 17 is a continuation of verse 16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, the good news. What's the gospel? What's the gospel? The good news. What's the good news? The message about Jesus' death and resurrection. That's the good news. And that is God's power for salvation to everyone who believes. God's power still needs believing to be able to help anybody. The way God saves people is through the gospel, but they still have to believe. Now, God's power to save people is the gospel. That is why preaching the gospel cannot be something optional. That's the only way God saves people. I beg you in the name of the Lord if you don't preach it nobody will be saved 
It's as simple as that. Therein is the righteousness of God revealed in the gospel. God's the way God ascribed righteousness to people is by the gospel. When people believe the gospel, it is by faith in the gospel that God gives righteousness to people. As it is written, okay, from faith to faith, as it is written, the judge shall live by faith. Now, some version says, from beginning to the end, it will be a matter of faith. It will be an issue of faith. From faith to faith. The amplified version says, which begins with faith and arouses to more faith. Arouses more faith. Which is disclosed through the way of faith and arouses to more faith. Springing from faith and leading to faith. Look at me. The divine life is a mystery. It's like a spark of fire. It started. Then you see the conflagrations. So it's faith, faith, faith. He said it will be an issue of faith. As it is written, the judge shall live by faith. He's saying that I am telling you that everything is just a matter of faith. That's what he's saying here. From the way God justifies you, according to the law of inclusion, till you run the whole race, you finish the whole course, it will be an issue of faith. That's why anybody who thinks that we have overemphasized faith doesn't even know what he's talking about. That's the message of the Bible. Just one. Now, let's finish. Habakkuk 2, verse 3 and 4. Now, the just shall live by faith is also in this verse. At the tail end. But to appreciate this, we have to read two verses together to understand. Because it says, for the vision is here for an appointed time. First it says you write the vision and make it plain. So that those who see it will run. Do you actually know that vision is faith? Raw. Honestly, a man of vision is a man of faith. When you have a vision, it's just faith. It's of what you are hoping for. It's the evidence of the sin. You are seeing something that nobody is seeing. And you are believing God that it will come to pass. That's your vision. That's why I said we should join these verses. Because vision is faith. In fact, one of the ways you express your faith is you must be a man of vision. We're going to build a house. This year we'll build. This year I'll buy a land. This year I'll clock the eight-hour prayer ceiling. This year I will take my going to the gym seriously. This year I'm dieting. This year I'm finishing my master's. This year I'm going back to school. This year... Now, we're talking about faith. He said the judge shall live by faith. Then he introduces vision. So the thing about faith here is number one is vision. Honey, don't live like a dead person. You must always keep hope alive. Be expecting something. Faith is the substance of your expectation. Your hope is your expectation. So faith always goes with vision. But there is another thing here. Is that it is for an appointed time. People who don't have faith are people who give up on dreams. People will say, if it will happen now, they don't forget it. I don't think it will happen again. You see, it's for an appointed time. 
which means that the ingredients for faith include what vision and also patience because it says at the end it shall speak and not lie though it tarry wait for it in fact bible says in hebrews 6 12 that you should be imitators followers of those who through faith and patience obtain the promise the way you obtain the promise is not only by raw faith it's also by patience because after you've done the will of god you have need of patience to obtain the promise you have need of patience that after you have done the will of god you might obtain the promise the will of god is what faith because without faith nobody can please god to please god means to do the will of god so after you have done faith which is the will of god you need patience because it will surely come to pass it will not tarry then he said behold his soul which is lifted up in him is not upright but the just shall live by faith which means faith is not lifted up faith is not proud which means humility you know we used to think that faith is proud but faith humbles itself to the word of god faith says once god said it that is it faith doesn't lift its knowledge above what god said so here he said that his soul which is lifted up in him is not upright and then he ended the statement by saying because the just will live by faith which means that faith is humble maybe the doctor said that one of your distance is not functioning properly so you're going to do what Abraham did maybe in the physical it doesn't look like anything is working <laughs> but all things are working for your good when you think nothing is working everything is working either God is lying or you are lying prophet nothing is working no what are you talking about all things are working for your good why we look not at the things that are seen because the things that are seen they are temporal tomorrow you will see them again but the things that are not seen they are eternal so you look at the things that are not seen but are revealed to your spirit what eye has not seen nor ear heard neither entered into the heart of a man those are the things god has prepared for those who love him now listen is it difficult for you to still believe that god has prepared some things for you you look at some rich man's son and you're envying them hey this man one now hey 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 look at his father is rich oh. so all these things are for him <laughs> and it's like you get to you get to hey, your father say i has not seen what god has prepared for you no i has seen no heart has conceived what god has prepared for you nobody or is delaying is it delaying it is for an appointed time and he shall speak and not lie the vision will speak and not lie the vision will speak and not lie 
The vision will speak and not lie. I will live and not die. Lady, I'm talking to you. You will live and not die. Can we pray some Ojasha's prayers? I mean the one where you clap your hand and you stamp your feet. Can we do that? Are you sure? So, what's the prayer topic? Good. What's the prayer topic? That will increase in faith. Yes. My dear, what's the prayer topic? The resurrection life will be manifested in us. What should we pray about? Okay. So, we're going to pray. Listen. Anything you want to pray, but it's about the resurrection. Okay? Mortality be swallowed. Do you actually know that our theme for the whole season is mortality might be swallowed by life? And the global prayer command we had on Monday, oh, I wish I can do it every day. We had on Monday, so we're going to pray that mortality be swallowed up by life. By which life? Oh. Honey, you are going to walk in the resurrection. It means your business won't die. You don't get it. It means you can't walk out of your marriage. Hold it. You can't walk out of your marriage. You know, sometimes I see people complaining about their marriage and they don't know we're all there before. We're all there before. We're all young. So, we went through everything you went through. But when you start growing, then things stabilize. You didn't hear me. Even if the marriage died, it can come back to life. Uh, some of your relationships are dead. It will come back to life. Amen? But we have to do this thing. So, we're going to use 10 minutes. Okay? We are going to do what? Clap, stamp our feet. And we are going to do what? Pray. Let me give you the prayer topic. They say mortality will be swallowed up by life. Do you understand it? We will eat death. We will eat it. We will finish it. It was Caleb who said, these people, they are bread for us. What people thought was death. He said, these guys, they are bread for us. They are bread. Amen? Amen. If there's cancer in the body, you're going to eat it. Now, one of our sisters called from the U.S. That he said there was cancer in her stomach. In her stomach. And Alexina kept praying with her. Encouraging her. And I told her that mortality swallowed up by life. And I told her that my Bible tells me that though the body be dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. And if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in us, he that raised Christ from the dead will also give life to our mortal bodies. Cancer is just a manifestation of mortality. You understand? You can use the word mortality for cancer. It is the tendency to die, but when you have cancer, it means it's finished. Unless that whole part is removed or killed by chemo. And many times, they kill both the good and the bad cells, right? And so, it's a whole lot of trouble. Are we here? So, we kept praying. I said, it's two things. Either there's no cancer or the Lord has healed you of cancer. Do you actually know that Today, I asked again and I was told that she went and they checked and they said there is no cancer in the body.
Amen. So whatever it is, it will be swallowed by life. Mortality be swallowed up by life. Amen. So we're going to pray an aggressive prayer for 10 minutes. I've talked enough and we're going to do it with all seriousness. And as the Holy Ghost empowers you, as the Holy Ghost empowers you, if you through the Spirit mortify the deeds of the flesh, you shall live. Open your mouth. Mortify, mortify, mortify. Konga hastu rabaha, shinto rabaha. Abeka muharato sata. Leki muhoka sata rabaha. Leki mahoka satala. Leki muroho sato laba. Rabaha pahapa. Ekoriana rabaha pa. Leki masukeria. Rabaha pa no rabaho. Aleka no rabaha ba. Leka no rabaha. Aleka no rabaha. Your joy is coming alive. Your joy is coming alive. Anything that steals your joy, anything that steals your partners, anything that takes your business partners, anything that takes your opportunities, anything that fights you, anything that eats your body up, any stress, any demonic infiltration into your dreams, any satanic activity in your home, in your life, in your business, be swallowed up by life. Be swallowed up by life. Be swallowed up by life. Swallowed up by life. Swallowed up by life. Swallowed up by life. Ramahana, Koriana, Ramasando, Koriana, Moramasa, Orikama, Moriana, Ramahata, Rimahokata, Likorama, Babeno Rama, Likomaraba, Rabayando, Malekamoraba, Zea, Zea. Be swallowed up by life. Mortality be swallowed up. Mortality be swallowed up. Cancer be swallowed up. Inflammation swallowed up. Every form of disease, sickness, infirmity be swallowed up by life. Mortality, the frailty of the fallen man, every form of decadence, every fall be swallowed up by life. Be swallowed up by life. Zoe Noah. Komareha, Bowakia, Romazua, Baruande, Rakamoa, Boriano, Koriano, Rabahano, Makoriano, Rabahato, Azikemoro, Moshando Raba, Bekamalaya, Parabahosa, Abekamora, 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 Abandaya, Rabanda, Mabanda, Labaraba, Kandaraba. Be swallowed up by life, mortality. Be swallowed up by life, Marabaya, Korabaya, Korabaya, Zandara, Rabaya, Bariana, Marabaya, 
Korabaya, Bandaya, Marabaya, be swallowed up by life, be swallowed up by life, be swallowed up by resurrection life. Mortality, you are swallowed up. Cancer, you are swallowed up. Sickness, you are swallowed up. Sickle cell, we eat you 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 up. Marrow disease, bone disease, swallowed up. Eyesight complications, we swallow you up. Surgical complications, we swallow you up. Every infirmity, every weakness, every deformity, we swallow you up by life, by life, mortality, swallowed up. Every fall, human frailty, every weakness, every weakness, timidity, fear, be swallowed up by life, 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 swallowed up by life, swallowed up by life, swallowed up by life. My Kamosha, my Kamosha, Korandaba, Malekamaraba, Bariandara, Marakabara, Marakaba, Balakaba, Rabayanda, Makaraba, Rabayanta, Rabayanda, 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 Rabayanda. Rabayanda, Rabayanda, Rabayanda. Thank you, Jesus. Life, uh, you have abolished death. You have abolished death and has brought uh, immortality and life. You have brought life and immortality to light by the gospel. By the gospel. By the gospel. By the gospel. Remoshando, Rekomosondo, Amoshanda. Jesus has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light by the gospel by the gospel in jesus name amen all right so you know we are not done you go and continue at home this is what you do when a word from god comes the word god speaks to us as a church that is what you carry through the week that's what you do and go looking for a country somewhere the revelation god give here that is what you use to pray through the week and that's what you teach your team members and your shepherds and your, yes, the souls you win. In addition to whatever you teach them as new converts, you teach them what has been taught. Yeah, you carry the word through the week. Because God doesn't send the word. He sends the word. God didn't just send this word. He sent it to resurrect everything that is dead. Amen. So, I'm going to stop because of time. But when you go back home, Use the scriptures to pray a little before you sleep. And then tomorrow, you are meditating on it. Amen. And you are meditating on the spirit. Remember that everything that is resurrected is whatever it's in the Holy Spirit. Do you understand? We said that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of resurrection. Amen. May God bless you richly. Two scriptures. 2 Timothy 1.10 and 2 Timothy 2.8. Alright, to understand verse 10. You can start from verse 9, but it says, But it's now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has, let's read it, who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through. You see, that is why we are preaching it. That's how it comes through the gospel. Death is abolished. Say, death is abolished. There's no reason why there should be death. The day Jesus rose from the dead, the seed of immortality has been introduced. 
but death is rolling back as a carpet which is the way of the devil the devil's life is being rolled back whilst this new life is taking over the ages that's how it is happening amen amen and the gospel we preach is a gospel of resurrection never forget that yes and that one is second timothy chapter 2 verse 8 remember that jesus christ of the seed of david was raised from the dead according to my gospel everybody say a big amen. amen lift up your hands let me pray for you father everyone in this service is a son of the resurrection and we walk in the fullness of the divine life which is the resurrected life thank you father for your holiness we love and thank you in jesus name amen